0: Are you f- familiar with uh, Matzo's Bury? Yes, you would have heard of that if you've been a long time local here in Broom, or even visiting Broome. It's been penned in uh, many a song and talked about on many occasions as uh, the best spot in town. In fact, it was for children growing up. It used to be number two store, once upon a time, catering for us youngsters after school and of course the general public otherwise and often enough behind the tills was Uncle Philip and his beautiful wife, sadly no longer with us, Annie Madeleine and in the background there, believe it or not, Sandra Masuda used to be rattling on the tills and stacking shelves as well. We have long, long memories of Uncle Philip's uh, representation of uh, broom locals over the years. Uncle Philip, hello. You're running for candidate uh, this year once again for the Shire broom local elections to be held on the 16th of October. Nice to have you here in the studio.
1: Hello. Hello, uh, Sandy. Thank you very much for inviting me uh, to speak on on the radio.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. It's really a privilege. Uncle Philip, with that introduction I gave you, of course, your journey as a local goes back long beyond my years as, as such. But when did you first have an interest then... In Local government?
1: I suppose about 20 years ago or, or more that I was interested in local government. I, I got to this stage where I was uh, listening and learning and listening to people about issues of, uh, in local government. Uh, so I, I took on, uh, local government. I I nominated as, uh, a candidate for local government in the town ward. Uh, I got on there, uh, just replacing somebody else. Uh, stood on there for about a year and then I got I went up for re election for the following year and uh, was uh, elected again. Uh, and then I uh, <clears throat> was in there for four years and right up to the day now that I'm, I'm coming up for my re election, uh, which will hopefully. That I get in and I'll serve the people for the next four years. Uh, what prompted me to uh, go into local government? Uh, there's one the story I've been telling uh, people that I was in the purling days of Broome. A lot of the uh, purling masters and and the Pearly Masters were actually running the council at the time, uh, and I happened to. My father and mother sent me down to the butcher shop one night, one day, and I, I happened to being a young fella. I happened to step in front of a, a, a councillor in front of me, and he kicked me up the backside and said, I oh, don't you know uh, who I am? And I said, no. Uh, And then I said, oh, that prompted me then to say, oh, well, if that's that's the way our leaders act in the community, then I, I, it prompted me now to be, uh, stand equal with them. So that's what, uh, that's, what prompted me to become a, a counsellor for the Shire of Broom. Uncle Philip, you also, to
0: my memory, and no doubt there would have been others, but you were the first businessman representing the Aboriginal community. You're a Yarru man. But our memories go back to number two store there.
1: Yeah. Well, I, might, yeah, uh, I wasn't the first businessman. Aboriginal business person there was the Philip Cox and his family, who was the uh, owner and and worked in the bakery in in Chinatown where the uh runaway used to be now but it was they ran it for a few years and that's where I started my uh, first job as a bakery and i uh, and got that experience of making bread. Uh, but then I moved on and I uh, worked for the uh, Street and Mail and then I worked uh, there for a while and then uh, I was offered by the Street and Mail or Mail and Company to take on the uh, management of the hardware store. Uh, and we employed quite a few Aboriginal people in that store. And then I was offered, uh, to take over number two store in Well Street. And then that sort of, uh, flourished a bit. Uh, the first two or three years was hard and struggled, but then we got on our our feet. Then uh, we employed our first staff with Sandy Masuda, uh, and she handled all my uh, accounts and stuff, and uh, and worked in there. But also, we had another staff, uh, uh, Madeline Lawford, who uh, actually uh, came from the uh, Nautical College. And then we had another Aboriginal girl from Bidjadanga who who worked there uh, as a a trainee but became permanent worker for us. Uh, So it is a family-run business and uh, every day I think we uh serviced the both schools, the Saint Mary's School and the Broom Primary School with lunches and provided uh uh the community with general uh stores such as food, clothing, uh, drinks. But it was uh, a thriving business at the time.
0: It's certainly a good place for kids to hang out after school and safely and often behaved ourselves because you were the manager and nobody dared uh, put a foot wrong just in case parents uh, found out about uh, the unruly behaviours if uh, there were any. Uncle Philip, I just went back to your past there a little just to come into the present. As a candidate, there's been many changes in Broom you've seen through your eyes over the years. Uh, Yaru is uh, being recognised as traditional owners uh, since then. What do you feel you can not just bring to Broom but the outer ward which you're representing?
1: Yeah, uh, I've represented the Outer Ward, uh, for a while, but representing the Outer Ward, which is the community such as Beagle Bay, Jatajan Lomadina, uh, Bichidanga, but also the Coconut Well, 12 Mile, and Millimara, the community behind Millimara, they're the ones that uh, outside ward candidate service, or uh, in regards to the Dampier Peninsula communities, there's not that much that local government does for them. Uh, but I'm I'm pushing now to seek uh, or seek their vote to continue lobbying uh, state and federal, but also local government to uh, to do uh, a proper service to those communities uh, such as housing, infrastructure, uh, roads, sewerage, water, all, this, all these things that our local government in the Broomshire does for our community here.
0: Because even though they're up on the peninsula, we shouldn't forget them. They may not be all ratepayers, but still
1: everyone in the community counts, don't they? That's right. Uh, Well, one of the things that now that the Peninsula Road is sealed, I think it'll create uh, uh, economic Development for the community such as t- within tourism uh, and I think a lot of the community uh, out out, of, out in the peninsula and in the pitanga area uh, are, are looking towards having uh, some sort of tourism uh, going on in their community yeah.
0: You lived yourself in Bigger Bay for a few years, going back to your wife's country.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, my wife wanted to actually return to Bigger Bay to join her uh, family, her brothers and sisters, but we were only about two and a half kilometres away uh, from the community, but... She's always long to go back there, but we visit the community, uh, uh every weekend as, as, as we can. But, uh, I, I've worked and, and lived in Beagle Bay for about 13 years as a manager of the community, but also, liaison officer for some other government departments. Uh, So yeah, living in in the community was. uh, I found that the the community in Beagle Bay was a very happy community and well, uh, the community was well looked after and and clean and tidy community. So that, yeah, that is my era at Beagle Bay. Uh, I managed to get the five kilometres of road into Beagle Bay after talking with uh, one of the icons or traditional owners of uh, Beagle Bay, George Dan. He was the chair and him and I lobbied. ATSIC in the days to actually give us some funds to uh, to build a road in the at the same time the army wasn't was developing the road or the internal roads and did some housing and infrastructure stuff there in Beagle Bay so George and I decided well oh, maybe we should ask the Army and that's it, whether that funder give us funds to complete the road, the five kilometres of road to the Cape Peak Road and that, that, that is one of the biggest achievement that the community had and I, I would congratulate George for supporting that.
0: Uncle Philip, this is a question I've been asking all of the candidates. Yes. Why should people vote for
1: you? Why? I don't know. Uh, well, one of the things, I, the last two times I've, I've ran earlier, uh, I got it. I got on there unopposed. No one seemed to be interested in, in, and challenging. I, I'm not too sure whether they. Whether they, the indigenous people, had any <clears throat> had time up their sleeve to actually sit down and uh, at council meetings and uh, and do things, but uh, I'm not too sure uh, why we haven't had any other candidates uh, previously. But today, I think there's one. Uh, that now has, has nominated. Uh, so that's, that, that's probably be a challenge now for me. Oh,
0: challenges, challenges, always there. Uncle Philip, just a question I've always wanted to ask you. How do you feel about your family name pretty much being, out there on every Instagram page, Facebook page, uh, it's the short definition of Matsumoto's as Matsos.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm proud. Uh, I'm proud of uh, the name Matsumoto or Matsos. <clears throat> and I think the children or my grandchildren and also my uh, immediate family uh, I'm very proud to have that name uh, and uh, and I've visited the uh, community in uh, Japan and saw my father's side of the uh, family and they were re- really impressed of what they what we presented to them and I told them about Matso's uh, what we were doing in, as, as Matso, Matsumoto. So they were really impressed and they, they said they'd like to come, come to Broome and have a look and see what, what it really is like. So, yeah, I'm proud. I know I'm pretty sure if you ask the grandchildren or the children, uh, about the name, I think they, they stand pretty proud to have that name. Yeah, so you should be, so you should be.
0: It certainly is a blast from the past for many of us locals that often frequent the place to have an evening or have a bit of a lunch break at from time to time. Uncle Philip Matsumoto, thank you so much for coming in and just talking to us about why people should vote for you for the upcoming Local government elections on the 16th of October.
1: Thank you, Sandy. I just want to mention that I'm an independent and practical person. Uh, uh, I'm seeking my uh, my re-election to become a councillor and then I will continue to fight for services to the 12 Mile and Pichitanga and Peninsula Service. And I'll respect, represent the views of their proposed the proposed prison that they are doing, uh, that government is doing, and I'll uh, represent them, uh, and I'll represent them in in regard to the views of what they want to see with in regard to the development of the the prison. Uh, well, I'm a lifetime uh, resident of Broome, even though I'm res- representing the people in the Pinch Hill, But I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm standing to be re-elected and I ask that you vote a tick one in the box on the election day. Tick one.
0: For Uncle Philip, he certainly gave you good reasons there why she, you should vote for him. And uh, the credentials are fantastic. A man of his word and a one of action. Uncle Philip, once again, thank you.
1: Thank you, Sandy. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, uh, and Sandy, you're looking great. Uh, got that beautiful smile. And uh, continue what you're doing. Uh and you seem to be happy uh, on the radio and just looking and listening to you today. I think uh, you need to continue doing what you're doing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And
0: oddly enough, if it wasn't for Uncle Philip Matsumoto, I wouldn't have got my first job to start me off in life, which directed me to Chuchu's Daycare Center. On the corner of Guy and Herbert Street. Yep.